are few things on earth that generate more conversation than wine. For many, the thirst for wine knowledge becomes an obsession. We all know people who are passionate about sharing that knowledge and their opinions about wine. We call some of those folks sommeliers, wine aficionados, wine experts, wine gurus, and the most commonly used title, boring. Welcome to Grape Encounters. We love wine just as much as anyone else, but while we crave those special wines that are silky smooth and go down so easy, we find an awful lot of the conversations about wine pretty hard to swallow. There is one overriding premise here at Grape Encounters. Wine pairs best with life. Accordingly, your host David Wilson, his guests, and the rest of us on the team are here to show you a great time, how to have more fun with your wine, where to enjoy wine the most, how to immerse yourself into a wine lifestyle that isn't simply about wine. So let's dive into this week's edition of Grape Encounters. Oh, you'll learn plenty, but hopefully it will be knowledge that you can really use. Not like that Latin class you took in high school. Here's your wine captain, David Wilson. And it is time for your weekly Grape Encounter, and I will tell you that I am still floating from a wonderful, wonderful birthday celebration that some of my friends and some of the customers at the Grape Encounters Emporium threw for me. This was really super special Wednesday night. We're going to have some fun today on the show. It's going to be pure fun, but I warn you right at the beginning here, there's going to be a little ranting going on. So I asked our, he's fairly new announcer now, Brentanamo to come in to sort of, I guess, subdue me. Well, I think we should probably remind the listeners that we've put up some ranting fences so that no animals would be hurt in this. I'm actually chained to the chair right now. That's right. We've tied his arms together. Well, it's a harmless rant. (laughs) And you and I have been friends a long time. You know I can go off sometimes. But what I really wanted to get into today is some of the ridiculousness in the wine business. And that includes some of the terms we use to describe ourselves, those who are at least attempting to educate other people. And some of it's just plain awful. Of course, there are a lot of people out there that take on these identities and they become the wine man, the wine guru, the wine gal, the wine girl, all of those different things. And in every city, there's at least, you know, a hundred of those people who have proclaimed themselves the know-all and see-all of wine. And it's just, there's no way to do that, right? Well, I must also admit, though, that in addition to being a world-famous announcer, (laughs) I work in a tasting room. Yes, you do. And you make wine, too. Yeah, yeah, and I make wine. But working in a tasting room, people come up and ask you questions. Right. I do admit that I know most of the answers. But part of the mystique and selling and the marketing of wine is information. And so sometimes you do have to stand out as a... But do we really have to glorify ourselves the way that we do? I mean, I I can't really think of any other industry where these grandiose titles are taken on as identities for people. You know, you just label yourself the supreme know-all of wine. And, you know, I, I would like to think that I'm humbler than that. Yeah. I have the set of information that I'm good at, that I understand, that I think is valuable, that I've spent 
spent a lot of time researching that I put out there, but to call myself a wine expert, I don't know who is a wine expert. There's so much information out there, and it's nearly impossible to assimilate all that information in your brain. Well, a lot of it is lore, that is for sure. But on the other hand, wine is a very, very interesting subject. A lot of people really, really love talking about it. There's always somebody, though, that comes across as being a expert. And unfortunately, that's so the guy, the guy with that does The guy is, with a, a new Tesla and a new girlfriend, right, I like to say. Right. Yeah. And what that does is it defines wine. It helps people put wine in categories, etc. On the other hand, it intimidates people terribly. And so they're less capable or even less willing to purchase wine because they're so intimidated by it. My brother's like that. All right. Well, before we um, get into this a little deeper, I did want to also mention the fact you said you work in a tasting room. Your wife also is a tremendous chef who has chefed at wineries for yes. years and years and years. Yes. She brought some goodies Wednesday night. Oh, she I want to call her out and thank her. And also my other friends, Sonia and Justin, who really worked hard to put this whole thing together. It was, it was Wasn't that a fun night? They did a lot of, yeah. And Justin, is uh, he's a character. Yeah. He was on the barbecue. Anyway, we are digressing. Yes, we are. Let's go ahead and look at some of the terms that we associate with people who have knowledge of wine, okay? Yes. And we'll kind of take them one by one. And then I've got a whole list in the next segment. Okay. Alternative terms that I think would work and are maybe a little bit better or a lot better than these grandiose titles. Okay. Ranting okay. Is, going to, is going to commence uh, okay. now. All right. Well, All right. the first term is one I don't object to because it's, it's an important title, sommelier. But I think it's really also important for people to understand that there are all kinds of organizations that will certify you as a sommelier. Some are better than others, but there are lots and lots of those. But, you know, somebody who gets to call themselves a sommelier is somebody that has worked really, really hard. And if you have earned the title Master Som at the Quartermasters Sommeliers, that's a really big deal. It's a test that they say is more difficult to pass than any test in any profession. And only a few people pass it each year. So I don't really want to criticize the term sommelier, but I will tell you that there are places where you can get a degree or a certificate that says you're a sommelier. And by the way, sommelier just means expert. That's all it means. Yeah. And you can get a certificate and some are easier than others. And there's different levels of certification. So we're not going to take on sommelier. All right. The next term is one that I just absolutely hate. I hate when people introduce me to friends and say, David is a wine connoisseur. The whole term just puts me off. You know, I, I, I hate it. Like, what makes anybody a connoisseur of anything? It's so grandiose and so self-serving. And I may be a connoisseur of, you know, certain kinds of wines that I like. Wouldn't you admit that? I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur. Really? You know, it's, it's very subjective. You know, just because you know a lot about a particular subject doesn't mean you're right. Well, or it doesn't yeah, mean I, that, that, that somebody else is going to enjoy what you love. I think connoisseurs' uh, main intent, though, is to share stuff that they like, share wine that they like, share food that they like, don't you think? Yeah. 
I just don't like it. Yeah. All right. The, the next one is. Right, ju- it's maybe a little puffed okay, up. Okay. The, the next one that's so puffed up is aficionado. Oh, yeah. That's, that's aficionado. Disgusting. That's disgusting. When somebody introduces me as a wine aficionado, the hair on my neck stands up. It's so pretentious. Yeah. You can't even say the word aficionado without looking pretentious. It's the wine police, I think. Oh, terrible, yeah. terrible. Yeah. Say no more. The term enophile, which, by the way, is spelled O-E-N-O-P-H-I-L-E, which is basically a lover of wine, is really another term that, like, would you call yourself an enophile? No. It actually sounds nasty. Yeah, it does. It sounds like you've got some sort of disease. Yeah, I'm, I'm an enophile. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not going to be... Is there, a, is there a cure for that? Okay. okay. Uh, no. <laughs> All right. What about gourmet? I'm a gourmet. You know, the term gourmet may be misused as much as the term all natural or organic. I mean, it means absolutely nothing. You're a gourmet of what? You know, you could be a gourmet of chicken McNuggets. Yes. It's an overused word, and I think it loses a lot of its potency. Okay. I think the last one I'm going to mention is the term that is so icky to me. And, <laughs> is that a technical term? Um, <laughs> it's so icky. I hate it. Wine lover. Oh, yeah. I'm a wine lover. That's sick and disgusting that you have a very unhealthy relationship with a ingestible product. Yeah, that, that does do it to me, too. All right. But anyway, a wine lover. It's like I'm a wine lover. You know, it's like self-indulgent I, person. I'm a hamburger lover. Yeah. You know, whatever. All right. Those are uh, some of the terms that I really hate. You know, I, I didn't get a chance to mention Epicurean. I mentioned expert for a moment. Wine steward is another one. Steward. Wine yeah, captain. Like somebody on an airplane. Yeah, I call myself t- sometimes your yeah. wine captain, but all these titles and... Do you have any ones that you like? Oh, I do. We're oh, going to come back in just a second and we're going to get into ones that I like that I don't think are really being used, Okay. And I'm going to let Brentonimo, our announcer, who is, you know, sitting in for this session, you know, just kind of talk about this because you are a person who works at a winery. You have a really long and colorful career as an announcer, as a voiceover artist, as an actor, but also you make wine. And so your opinion counts here. And I, ha- I have a story for you that you're going to All right. Know. Okay. We're going to return in just a second with Brentonimo. And we're talking about the things that are just so off-putting when it comes to appreciating wine. We'll be back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Do you ever wonder what goes on in the Grape Encounters studio while you're listening to the commercial break? Research. Yeah, that's what we do. Research. You can never do too much research. We like to talk about wine. The Oregon Wine Experience's Founders Barrel Auction on Friday, August 23rd is an afternoon of elegance. Sample wine futures from Authentique Wine Cellars, Hewitt Cellars, Laurel Ridge Winery, Left Coast Estate, Russell Prayer Rock Vineyards, Stone Griffin Vineyard, Vulcan Cellars, plus many more. The action takes off as you bid on the opportunity to win a case or the whole barrel of Oregon's finest wines. Go to theoregonwineexperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. In Greek mythology, we learn the mysterious connection between walnuts and wine. When Dionysus, the god of wine, fell in love with Princess Caria of Laconia, her sisters tried to prevent the romance, so Dionysus turned them into rocks. He also turned his beloved Caria into a walnut tree. 
She was, after all, a hard nut to crack. At MMOrganics.com in Paso Robles, California, Walnuts and Wine is the ultimate love story. You'll flip over their 100% organic port-style dessert wines and organic heirloom walnut products, including sprouted snacking walnuts in five awesome flavors, irresistible raw organic walnut butter, free trade chocolate-covered walnuts, and for bakers, MM Organics produces 100% gluten-free walnut flour, estate walnut oil, and of course, their crazy delicious raw walnuts. Get all their products online at mmorganics.com. That's mmorganics.com. Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. Welcome back to Grape Encounters Radio. Since we aren't a TV show, we'd love for you to see and learn more about our incredible wine country town. Check out visitatascadero.com. Once you see how good we've got it, Maybe you'll plan a trip to see us in person. You know, there's a reason why wine is so off-putting to people. And those of us who are, are working in the industry, I think we're absolutely responsible for it. And so today I am embarking upon a campaign to make things more real. You know, to stop the pretentiousness, stop the fancy titles. Let's put into perspective where we are as wine educators, as you know, wine journalists, etc., and, and you know, even wine experts. And and should we even use a term like wine expert? Well, I have in the studio with me, as he always is, Brentanamo. He is our announcer. You've probably I'm been seven here. feet tall, and I'm wearing a tuxedo. You're a very handsome guy. You oh, you, you you are a very rugged looking guy. Oh, good. Yeah, good. yeah you're I'm wearing a tuxedo. Drop dead, though. Drop wanna, dead handsome. I want everybody to know that you're I'm wearing, wearing a, a blue. You're wearing a blue shirt. Uh, okay. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> right. All right. So but we that's were radio. Right? So we were talking in the last segment about you know some of the terms that are used to designate a person as having great knowledge of wine and sommelier is is okay by the way i'm so glad that because of the movie som we now call them psalms psalms yeah just feels better yeah you don't have to speak french you know if if you google (laughs) how to pronounce sommelier there's like hundreds of entries in there because nobody says it right Right, i I say sommelier what do you say and they get this little robot voice that goes sommelier have you ever done that pronunciations Um, Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, sure. Anyway, you know, connoisseur, enophile, gourmet, aficionado, epicurean wine lover. Oh, I hate wine lover. Hate it, hate it, hate it. They're so off-putting to me. Well, is there something wrong with me that I I can't accept these things? Well, isn't this kind of your style anyway is to to take wine and make it a normal thing and make it it available to everybody and and, and, and and take away the pretentiousness of it? Yes, and the whole reason I got into this was that – over the past couple of weeks, I've really been noticing, I don't know, I've, I've been introduced to a number of people, and I keep getting these titles put on me, and I don't like them. 
Yeah. Because wine is such a difficult topic. If you're really going to get into it deep, it's very difficult to understand. And most of us who are talking about wine, our knowledge isn't anywhere as broad as what you could know about wine. Right. You know, I happen to specialize in, you know, a little segment that I think I'm really good at. But I don't want anybody to think that I am the end-all to beat-all where wine knowledge is concerned. Because, you know, different people specialize in different things. Well, I've got a I've got Okay, a tell taste, me your story. You've got a story. story. So local tasting room, and this winery is now bankrupt. This might explain part of the reason for their bankruptcy. But I go in to taste some Cabernet Sauvignon. And the attendant behind the bar, it's the end of the day. She really doesn't want to talk. But she goes through this laundry list of all these flavors that I'm tasting. Oh, and I yeah. don't know how they can tell that I'm tasting a certain flavor. But she goes through every single one like that. I swirl the wine a little bit, and I say, you know, I can taste a little plum. And she says, no, you don't. Oh, no. Yes. I mean, just, absolutely oh true. So when I work in a tasting room, I really never tell anybody what they're tasting. I ask them what they're tasting. And I always feel sorry for the tasting room, and I like the term attendant. I always feel sorry for them because they have a speech that their bosses have, you know, asked them to spiel out yes. to the customers. Most customers don't want to hear it. Well, not necessarily in Paso Robles, at least. I okay. really have not run into that. All right. Okay. You want to hear my acceptable terms? Yes. yes okay. Acceptable terms. All right. Let's start with this one. How about wine guide. It's a nice term. I'm your guide, and I'm going to show you the things that excite me. And if you think the way I think, then, you know, let me be your guide. Right. Okay. You you also are are taking somebody through a path where they can discover the wine, and you're going to guide them for their own discovery. Okay. How about this one? Wine advisor. That sounds like something that uh, you would tell somebody if they were in danger. I'm your wine advisor because you might drink some poison wine. Okay, you don't like that one. How about a wine pundit? That's kind of nice. That's kind of nice, huh? I like that. I'm a wine pundit. Doesn't that equate really nicely to the pundits that we see on TV these days? You know, it's like you have a certain, you know, amount of knowledge on certain subjects. You're a pundit. Okay, wine maven. Wine maven, uh, yeah. I don't know if I could call myself a maven because I kind of think of maven as kind of more feminine. Am I wrong about that? Well, I don't know. All right, you don't like at, that at, one. At the winery, we call ourselves wine hosts. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. But I'm talking about if you're an educator, you're teaching people certain things. How about this, a wine confidant? Oh, I like that. That's wine, good. I am your wine confidant. See, that's a two-way conversation right there. Yeah. Or wine counselor. Yes. That's not bad, right? Yeah. See, none of these are pretentious. Right. I'm a wine educator. Wine educator is very good. A wine advocate. And of course, that means there's that you go to the government and advocate. Uh, well, I'm wine. just advocating for wine. Okay. How about, you know, this is borrowing from a very popular wine magazine, but I do like the term wine enthusiast. Yes, I do too. I am a wine enthusiast. Yes. Doesn't mean that I shake pom poms and, you know, yell out chants about wine, but it, it's, <laughs> it, it's good. I'm also, get this, a wine activist. Yeah. You know, which sounds a little militant, I suppose. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Wine coach. Coach, I like that. See, there's another two-way idea. All right. What do you think of wine disciple? Well, there is a kind of a religion around. Yeah, it's it's a little bit religious. Yeah. Um, And this one is, uh, the next one is, not everybody knows this term, but a wine kibitzer. Wow. 
You know, you kibitz about wine. Kibitz about wine. Okay. I got, well, you we, do that. I got just a minute more, so okay. I'm going to give you a couple more. Okay. I could be your wine companion. I could be your wine accomplice. Get this one. And I think this one really I like just, wine accomplice. The, the next one speaks to what I do. I'm your wine insider. Yeah. Taking you to places that I think you're going to find interesting. Right. All right. Or I could be your wine chaperone, your wine, <laughs> your wine docent, or your wine pathfinder. I have a little problem with chaperone. That means that you're there and you're going to keep me from doing something that I really want to do. All right. We got just like a, a half a minute left, <laughs> okay. but I saved the best for last. Okay. And I think I'm going with this one. Okay. I'm your wine mentor. That's a good one. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. You know, yeah. mentors, that's what mentors do. They have a certain body of knowledge, yeah. and they share that with somebody to get that person's knowledge level up to, at least in that particular realm, yeah, up and to you where they are. Gently nudge someone into a yeah, different wine way mentor. Of thinking. All right, well, I am David Wilson, your wine mentor here on Grape Encounters Radio. Pleased to have our announcers sit in, Brentanamo. That's his name, Bren Tonimo. His first name is Bren, and then Tonimo is his last name. Well, actually, my middle name is T. It's just the uh, Bren Onimo, but T is my initial. (laughs) Get out of here. All right. Okay. (laughs) When we come back, we're going to talk about those wine memes that show up everywhere because nothing puts me off more than those. Yeah, I'm on a rant. I'm sorry. But (laughs) a rant on Grape Encounters Radio, and we'll be right back. David will be back with more Grape Encounters in a couple of minutes, which means there simply isn't enough time for him to enjoy more than a sip or two of one of his faves. Oh, the sacrifices we make in the broadcasting business. Summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. If you're topping off your burger with grilled onions and blue cheese, pair your work of art with a spicy Malbec. Nothing beats a buttery Chardonnay with grilled corn on the cob. I'm ready to find you the perfect bottle of white for your next get-together. Pack up the cooler for this weekend. We've got canned wine and beer ready to throw on ice. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers! I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines that will absolutely astound you. Buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. Savor Oregon's finest wines at the Oregon Wine Experience's Grand Tasting on Sunday, August 25th. Work your way through the tasting tables and enjoy an array of delicious culinary bites. Don't miss this special opportunity to sample wines from all corners of Oregon in one unique location. The wine pours start at 2 p.m. Plan your experience today. 
Go to TheOregonWineExperience.com to purchase tickets. The Oregon Wine Experience, it's everything Oregon. Welcome back to Grape Encounters, where we believe there's no way to fake a great wine, and where we never fake our disdain for the really bad ones. All right, we've been doing this for 10 long years now, 10 wonderful years doing Grape Encounters Radio, and that's 500 and, as of today, 11 episodes of the show. And I've got Brent Tonimo, our amazing announcer, but he also has very vast wine knowledge. And I had him come in today and I said, you got to just keep me calm because there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, in the 10 years that I've been doing this, I don't think I've really affected the business as much as I'd like to. And, you know, sort of put an end to some of the nonsense in the wine industry. So, we, you know, talked about terms that relate to expertise in the, the last two seconds. But now I want to get on to something that I get 10 a day, at least, because everybody thinks that I want these. And the reality is I don't, unless it's really super good. And it's wine memes. Brentanimo, you must get a ton of them. You've, you've actually sent me some, actually. I do, and I, I can't help it. Uh, to tell you one thing, my wife, the chef, in our kitchen, has one that says, I cook with wine. And sometimes, sometimes I, I put it even in the put food. it in the food. Yeah, I have to. Uh, you that. know what? Take it down. <laughs> That's, that one is so old, so incredibly old. Okay, uh, here are some that I'm just going to read to you that are just really terrible. I see this one all the time. Please don't send me a meme that says "Save water, drink wine." Yeah, that's. Here's another one. You know what rhymes with Friday? Wine. What's so crazy about, I think, most of these memes is, uh, like this one, tonight's forecast, 99% chance of wine. It, it reflects this kind of obsession with wine that I just think is not really very healthy. No, no. And, and you know, the well, other those th aren't very clever, though. No, they're, really. no, they're not. I've got 99 problems, but I'm going to have some wine and ignore all of them. You know, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. But most of the memes are really advocating for abusing alcohol. Yeah. yeah I it's have all about, you know, I, I have trouble drinking eight glasses of water a day, but I can certainly drink eight glasses of wine. Yes. And then you need to go to detox. Well, and that's a problem we have in the tasting room is you have people that have been tasting all day and they're so zoned out, they don't even know what they're tasting at the end of the day. And so what do you do? Kick them out? Call the highway patrol? We're thinking about getting a breathalyzer and let them see that it's not a good idea for them to drive. Exactly. Any other memes that you hate? I can't think of any now because I, I usually dismiss them the second I get them. Yeah, and everybody puts them out there. And you know, when and they're you work just, in the but you wine, see the same memes all the time. When you work in the wine business and somebody sends you these silly things, it kind of demeans what you do. Well, exactly. We're supposed to be really appreciating the wine and enjoying the wine. And I would say that at least 99% of the memes that I get are about abusing wine. Yeah. We used to sell in the wine bar a lot of plaques and things. But I, I took them all down, you know, the ones that were left. There's maybe only a couple up there because they're just so stupid. I do like this one. The most expensive part of having kids is all the wine you have to drink. Yeah. Okay, there's some cleverness there, you yeah. know? Let's see, next one. 
Uh, you know, I'm looking at the meme section here, and I keep the one that you were talking about uh, a little while ago. I cook with wine. Sometimes I even put, add it to the food. That is the most cliche of them all. Oh, uh, it's wine o'clock. Yeah, it's wine o'clock. That is not clever. I'm sorry. It's kind of sad in a way because you're feeling this person really needs to start drinking at one o'clock in the afternoon or whatever. Yeah, here's one. I need a glass of wine or a bottle or a winery in Italy. Okay, I like that's, that. That's borderline. Yeah, that's borderline funny. I could go with that. Okay, this one's kind of cute. I'll go with this one. I still don't understand what a wine stopper is for. <laughs> I mean, it does again. It, it suggests you know abusing wine, but uh, this one I see all the time. No vinophobia, the fear of running out of wine. That's kind of sick. Yeah, and and then that's you know there are a lot of them about oh my gosh the bottle's empty or it's about you know how much can you drink. I'm really doing a public service here right now. I think you are. Well, yeah, because you know you don't need to drink eight glasses of wine a day. No way. That's silly, and it's really not good for you. No. Okay, here's one. Whether you see your glass as half empty or half full doesn't matter. You did not pour enough wine into your glass. Start over. That's a little wordy. Yeah, it's, again, it's yeah. it's all about promoting the abuse of alcohol. Let's get really clever. There's one I, I saw that I thought was pretty cute. And it's a guy sitting at a desk. And he's like a psychologist, it looks like. And on the desk is a bottle of wine with a bubble caption coming out and you can't really read what the bubble caption says but the guy is saying fascinating go on and the headline is understanding wine oh well that's kind of good yeah it's cute actually that's sort of your philosophy isn't it yeah exactly so let's see here's another one Uh, a man is pouring wine i don't think i've seen this one before He's pouring a glass of wine to presumably his wife or his girlfriend, and he says to her, say when. That's the first box. And then the second box in this cartoon shows the man and the woman, and the wine is up to their necks, and they're swimming in it. And she says, when? Hmm. Overindulgence, I'd say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why does the woman at the wine shop keep asking me if I'm stocking up for a party? Nope, it's just Tuesday. Okay, so um, I I guess we can agree that it's really ridiculous. Yeah, some of them are kind of fun, but uh, some of them are are kind of sick and pathetic. If you have to ask if it's too early for a glass of wine, you're an amateur and we can't be friends. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right, oh, here it is again. I cook with wine sometimes. I even add it to the food. It's pretty sad that I'm literally I went through hundreds of memes and every one of them is just kind of the same message. And it goes back to when I was talking about the term wine lover. Yeah. Is that, you know, wine is a beautiful thing in most cultures. You know, they make some kind of a wine, even in Asian cultures. But anyway, wine is such an important part of most most cultures. But it was really intended to be a beverage that stimulated conversation. It actually stimulated intellectual thought. And yes, the alcohol does kind of open up your mind, but to a degree. Well, Um, it was also safe to drink. You know, hundreds of years ago, water was literally poison. They didn't understand what waterborne bacteria was. And so if you drank water, you'd probably get sick. But wine, you could do. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it's this thing that just is just driving me nuts, and I, I don't want to get any more memes. However, and, and I think and I think everybody's probably listening to me going, David, but, get over it. But you, know? you realize that I'm a I'm a Libra, and Libras always see both sides of it. Wine, I think, is taken way too seriously, and at least these little memes lighten up the conversation. You have a few laughs about wine. Okay. All right. If one glass of wine is good for you, just imagine what a whole bottle could do. Do I see a pattern? I drink a glass of wine every day in the hopes of living longer to drink more wine. Like, uh-huh. You know what? It, it just didn't really occur to me until I got to thinking about it that there is this obsession that really needs to go away. You know, yeah. we've got to get back to enjoying for wine for what it is. You know, take it seriously, but yeah. you know, it's, a it's food. Just, it's have something some, to have with know, dinner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have have some fun with it, but for goodness' sakes, the idea of of constantly promoting obsession and misuse and all of that is something that's really got to stop. Absolutely true. You know, there's a lot of funny stuff that I think is more fun. Like like I'm actually making a T-shirt for the wine bar. You know what it's going to say? Mm. It's going to say, I make poor choices, except it's going to be P-O-U-R. I make poor choices. Well, that's very true. See, that's funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No obsession there. All right. I'm going to get off the meme subject. We're going to come back and kind of wrap things up on Grape Encounters. So glad to have Bren Tonimo. Are you having fun, by the way? I am. I'm having a good time. Okay. All right. I'm a connoisseur of every restaurant's second cheapest bottle of wine. Well, that's okay. (laughs) Back with more Grape Encounters right after this. Sometimes drinking wine makes you just want to curl up in a comfy chair and dream about puppy dogs, faraway places, and other happy thoughts. Or you can just enjoy that cuvee in your glass and lose yourself in the conversation on Grape Encounters Radio. Once you've heard me talking about Peak Ranch in the breathtaking Santa Ynez Valley on California's Central Coast. Now, while the wines have been available for the past year or so, I'm delighted to tell you that their winery and tasting room are now complete and will be open as of Saturday, May 4th. And they're having a grand opening party on Memorial Day weekend, May 25th and 26th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. each day. There's going to be live music, local food vendors, and a variety of wine flights all sourced from their estate vineyards. The charming Peak Ranch Tasting Room offers a variety of experiences, including intimate indoor seating arrangements and a large outdoor patio overlooking the beautiful vista of the rolling hillsides and vineyards. Plus, you can visit the historic Sanford Tasting Room featured in the movie Sideways. For more information, just log on to peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. Summertime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Nothing beats beers and burgers. And with so many to choose from, we've got the perfect cold one waiting for you. Serving up salads at your cookout this weekend? Add a dry rosé to the table for a perfect pairing. When I'm the barbecue grill master, I've got to have a cold lager in my hand. Hey, grab me another. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this summer at Total Wine & More. Cheers! 
Nestled right in between two world-class wine countries, Paso Robles and San Luis Obispo, the warm and inviting city of Atascadero is the perfect gateway to nearly endless wine country adventures. Cozy and oh-so-friendly, make historic Atascadero home base for adventures to hundreds of surrounding wineries, the nearby Pacific, and magical Hearst Castle, plus an amazing array of attractions from ziplining to delectable dining. Discover all that affordable Atascadero has to offer at visitatascadero.com. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about the wines of Peak Ranch. I recently discovered these truly amazing wines that are raking in top honors from the wine press. What I didn't initially realize is that I had a very strong connection to these perfectly crafted Pinots, Syrahs, Chardonnays, and more. Remarkably, these wines are produced by my very best friend from the first grade, John Wagner. Now, I have to say that John has always one-upped me in almost everything he does, and these extraordinary wines are no exception. Made from grapes grown on one of California's most historic Central Coast properties, there is no other word to describe them than perfect. Peak Ranch is doing everything right. Amazing wines that will absolutely astound you. Buy them online at peakranch.com. That's P-E-A-K-E ranch.com. People often ask, why hasn't someone tarred and feathered Grape Encounters host David Wilson for breaking so many of the old rules? Simple. No one likes the old rules. All right, back with Grape Encounters Radio, and our announcer, Brent Tonimo, is in here. You're playing the Ed McMahon role today. That's right. I'm agreeing to everything you say. You kind of do have an Ed McMahon look, except younger and much more athletic. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Were you a fan of his? Yes, I was. He was almost the perfect second banana. Yeah. And he just worked so well with Johnny Carson. Actually, I worked with him. I directed him in a television show. Did you really? Yeah, it was a cooking show. And he had a golf game at 1 o'clock. And here it was 10 o'clock in the morning. So we cranked that out. We got him in and out. He was very happy about that. He gave us all a copy of his book that he wrote on cooking. I had no idea. Terrific guy, though. Really nice guy. I'm going to write a book on cooking someday. Well, No, I really am. Well, what's I, I, it going to take well, to get the, you to do that? Well, yeah, it, the concept is I want to write a cookbook that has no recipes in it, that teaches people the basics about food so that they can invent the recipes themselves. Very good. And I just gave away an idea on the radio. I know. Now now somebody's going to do it. People always steal my ideas. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. People, well, being a wine guide, I'm sure that, that uh, stealing your ideas. No, I'm a wine that. mentor. Wine mentor. That's, that's what I'm going to call myself. Right. Okay. I'm going to mentor you in the things that I feel like I know a lot about where wine is concerned. That's right. You know, one of them I, di- I thought of that I don't like is wine guru. Did you ever? Did oh, you know what? Yeah. I had that on the list. Yeah. Wine guru. Yeah, it's as though you have to crawl to the top of the mountain with yeah. your empty glass and light candles, or something. exactly. And yeah. the guy's up there, and he's got his legs crossed, and you yeah, know, he advises you. That's right. <laughs> well, I, you know, we were talking about in the very first segment. And I, we didn't really spend very much time talking about it, but these monikers that especially in social media, people adopt. They're silly and they're, they're repetitious. How many wine chicks 
can we possibly have in this country? It'll be like the New York wine chick, the Chicago. And I'm just making this up. So if I'm offending anybody, I'm really sorry about that. But, you know, wine chick, wine gal, wine babe, wine guy, wine guru, all of those things. And those are sort of demeaning anyway, aren't they? You know, why can't you just be Brent Hanamo? Yeah. Yeah. Seven feet tall wearing a tuxedo. That's right. You know, if you have to tell people that you're an expert at something, then there's a problem. I think today the best folks that I run into are the ones who are just so down to earth and they don't want to be talked down to. Right. They don't want to be criticized. And they love other people. Right. And they don't want to be criticized for not having knowledge about the wine. Now, I I will say this, and I think it's a good thing that I'm glad that there are lots of people out there that are tasting wine and are are being amateur critics because they're taking the time to share their thoughts. And, you know, as long as you don't get hung up in the tasting notes and you over-describe things to the point where you just lose somebody, it's great that you're out there critiquing wine and sharing that knowledge Because that way, if somebody's out there Googling something and they're curious about a certain wine or they they want suggestions in wine, they can read the stuff you wrote. And there's like so many wine blogs. Well, and that's another cool thing about the Yelp system because people do write up wineries very, very often. And the the write-ups are very down-to-earth usually. You can tell the kooks, though, they have some kind of anger issues or something. But most of them, when you read a a Yelp review, it is dead on and it is really quite close to reality. Our our wine bar has a perfect five-star average. I love that. Although a weird thing happened um, right around the beginning of the year. Yelp just, for whatever reason, I guess I, I was told they changed their algorithm but they just dropped like uh, like 35 five-star reviews off of our profile. Yeah. And it was very, very aggravating to see that. Do you want to hear about the only bad review we got? Yes. Okay. Love to hear that. This is great. So there's this wine event that goes on. It's a wine walk, a wine and art walk. And people literally walk up and down the streets and they taste wine at different places and look at art. And boy, they get a lot of wine you know, during this event for like 20 bucks, I'd say. A lot of fun. Too. So yeah, a lady walks in and she's got a baby, an infant. And unfortunately, the license that we carry, that's prohibited. You know, I know you'll see, you know, people bring kids into certain wine bars. There's a lot of different ABC licenses out there. Right. Yeah. And depending upon what your license is, you'll have to follow perhaps some very strict rules. And in our case... And if you lose that license, oh, you yeah. are out oh, of it, business. It, it, terrible. Yeah. So that particular day, we were packed. We just had a full house. And then the lady walked in. We saw her with a baby. And my wife very politely said, oh, I'm really sorry, but, you know, we can't. Uh, have infants in here. We can only have people over 21. And the lady just went off. And I was watching a very volatile situation because I felt like, you know, my wife was trying her darndest Mm -hmm. to appease this person and explain, you know, the truth. And I would never want to jeopardize somebody's license to do business, but that's what you do when you do that. So anyway, a couple days later, we get a review that says, these people hate children. (laughs) 
And then we responded with a very nice letter explaining the law and, you know, chapter and verse and very sorry. And we'd love for you to come in with your significant other. We're going to give you a gift certificate. We want to show you what we're all about. So she comes back. She revises the the review, which was one star, up to two stars, (laughs) and then goes on to say that we threw out her party of five that were there. Oh, jeez. Well, she, she was out for blood. I never saw five people. Yeah. But anyway. Totally out for blood. It was really, really unkind. It hurts, you know? Yeah, it sure does. Well, you you're know. in the hospitality exactly. business. And when people are taken aback by something that you have no control over, it really hurts. Oh. All right. Brentonimo, we are out of time. It was fun. It was fun. You know, a lot of complaining. I'm going to end it with this. It's a, a Fox News story from January 13th. Walmart bans a woman who rode cart while drinking wine from a Pringles can. (laughs) Doesn't get any more real than that. That's going to do it for Grape Encounters today. Thanks to Brent Tonimo for being here. We'll be back next week, same time, same station, with another Grape Encounter just for you. Well, this episode of Grape Encounters is in the bag. It's hard to imagine you haven't missed some episodes, so why not hunt them down at GrapeEncounters.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and other podcast sites. Grape Encounters Studios are located in beautiful Atascadero, California. That's Central Coast wine country, baby. Come visit us. But be warned, you won't want to leave. That's okay. We have a spare bedroom. But it's 55 degrees and full of old bottles.